How about I'll talk now? Did that turn it on, guys? Okay. Turn it up, they say. Okay. Again, we praise God you're here this morning. I pray that God has given you a good time in Sunday school. As you studied, we uh, called your attention to the bulletin. Miss Sam worked real hard getting this all done. So you take it and you read it because uh, we're not going to make those announcements and they're up on the screens too so you can read them there of all the things that's happening, taking place. So we invite you to be a part of all that. To all of our guests in front of you in the pew is a little uh, slip of paper. We'd like for you to fill that out and let us know that you're a guest today. And also, if you have someone that you would like for us to visit, or if you're a guest and would like to be visited, please fill it out. Put that information there so that our evangelistic team can reach out to you and make that contact. <clears throat> we have a very uh, busy, busy week coming forward with Easter coming up and daylight saving times. Oh, by the way, might remind you of that. Next Sunday, daylight saving time, let's see, in the spring, we spring forward. So we'll be a movie clock an hour forward uh, for next Sunday. Someone asked me, how am I doing? I am doing great. I really, really am. The, uh, the iron is, uh, is getting in my system, and I'm feeling better every day. And I praise God for that. I thank you for your prayers. Continue to pray for others that are having surgeries, have had surgeries, recuperating from surgeries, and so forth. So we just thank God. At this time, I would like to call the church to prayer, not for any particular individual, but I want you to look at either side of you. Some folks don't have anybody sitting beside them, but you just ask God to show you. But look to either side of you, and as I pray, I'm going to ask you to pray for that person or persons that's sitting on either side of you. And just ask the Lord to bless them, to open their hearts to the word, that God will get the glory for them. Shall we pray? Lord God, thank you and I praise your name that you bring us to this place at this time today for the purpose of praising and worshiping you. Thank you, Lord God, that you draw us ever close to you. Now, Father, we just we just give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it all. There's nothing of us, nothing we can do except just the very far as we love. So, Father, I pray that you lead through the singing, the praise, the worship, and then the study of the word that each and every part of us will bring honor and glory to you will touch hearts, will change lives, draw folks closer to you. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Harold. Good morning. Let's stand on this first song, please. This song tells about men, no testament. 
some prophets, but uh, days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord, and the days of Moses, righteousness being restored, and uh, days of great trials, and the things in this song also, they relate to today, uh, of darkness, famine, of sword, there's war, rumors of war. Let's sing that this morning. Days of Elijah. These are the days, days of, of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness is being restored. And though these are days of great trials, a famine and darkness and sword, still are thus in the desert crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Behold, he comes riding on the cloud, shining like the sun at the trumpet sound. Lift your voice, clear jubilee, and all of Zion feel salvation come. These are the days of Ezekiel, dry bones become his flesh. And these are the days of your servant David, rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest, the fields are of wine and the world. And we are the laborers in your vineyard, declaring the word of the Lord. Behold, he comes, riding on a cloud, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice, the dear jubilee, and Alizine Hill, salvation come. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. Behold, he comes riding on the clouds, shining like the sun at the trumpet call. Clear his voice, his ear to believe, and Alizion's hill. Salvation come. Behold, he comes riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice. It's a day of jubilee, and Alison, how salvation comes. Amen. May be seated. again. Jesus is coming again. Let's sing this song. Marvelous message we bring. Marvelous message we bring. Glorious carols we sing. Wonderful word of a king. 
is coming again, coming again, coming again. Maybe morning, maybe noon, maybe evening, or maybe soon, coming again, coming again. Oh, what a wonderful day it will be. Jesus is coming again. Forests and flowers proclaim, mountains and meadows the same all earth and heaven proclaim jesus is coming again coming again coming again maybe morning maybe It is. 
with my soul Though Satan should buffet Though trial Let this bless assurance control That Christ hath recorded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well. last verse let's sing it out those verses those words say and lord haste the day when the faith shall be sight the clouds be rolled back as a scroll the trump shall resound and this lord shall descend when i say shall be sight the clouds be rolled back as a whole, and a trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend, even so. standing as we continue to worship let's sing this course here I am to worship let the ushers come forward this time and let the choir go down before you start after that Leah Mills is going to bring us a song this morning here I am to worship 
given to the Lord God his tithes and our love offering. Shall we pray? Lord God, we do praise you and we love you. We thank you, Lord God, that your son Jesus will come again. And Father, we'll go to join him in heaven throughout all eternity. We thank you. But Father, until that day, we pray that we will give honor and glory and praise to you in all that we do. That we'll not be self-centered, but Lord God, we will center upon you. And we'll give you praise for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. brother.
Good morning. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me back. Um, I really enjoy uh, singing for you guys and for, for the Lord. Um, this song was uh, has been on my heart for uh, pretty much all week. Um, and some of you actually do know it. Uh, I've spoken to some of you. It's by Lauren Daigle, and it's called Rescue. And... Um, I can tell you that God has sent me this song on multiple occasions. Um, when, you're, when you're walking through that valley and you feel like you've got nothing, nothing left. Anybody relate with that? <laughs> um, you know, that never happens to you. No. <laughs> Um, but God is faithful and he always rescues even if it's not in that exact moment just sending me the song to remind me he's on the way that's all he's got to do so I'm going to get myself together so I can sing (laughs) all right Eli You are not hidden There's never been a moment You were forgotten You are not helpless Though you've been broken Your innocence stolen I hear you whisper Underneath your
Thank you, Miss Dale. Thank you so very much. Kiddos, I think they're gathering in the back, back there. You, Children's Church. You get them all gilded up back there? <laughs> Got one that's a little bit hesitant. Last Sunday we finished up Paul and Barnabas' first missionary journey and how they came back to Antioch of Syria called the church together and informed them about all that God had done. And they were very excited. The church praised God. And even through this, they continued to preach there in Antioch of Syria. And the word says there was even more that come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior and added to the church. There's nothing like hearing what God has done except experiencing what God has done. It's good to hear about it. It's good to have people talk about it. But there's nothing like experiencing it yourself in the presence of God, in the presence of God the Holy Spirit and after they came back with all the excitement and people experiencing and acknowledging what God had done, as always, almost without exception, the devil rears up on his hind legs and says, okay, I'm going to squelch this. Now, we're not going to talk about the, the council at Jerusalem today in detail. But we know that there were those of the Jews that came to Syria, to Antioch and Syria, and they said, look, these Gentiles that are getting saved must be circumcised because that's what the law said. 
And they said, okay, let's just find out what the council in Jerusalem has to say about it. Let's go to all the apostles that are in Jerusalem. And Barnabas and Paul went down to Jerusalem, or actually went up to Jerusalem from, from Antioch. Antioch was at about 2,000 square, or 200 feet above sea level. Jerusalem was a little over 2,000 feet above sea level. So they had quite a climb. But anyway, they went up to Jerusalem, and they met with the apostles. And in that meeting, they heard both sides. And finally, Peter stepped up. And Peter says, let me tell you, let's just put it down to the nitty-gritty. Salvation comes through faith. Through the grace of Jesus Christ coming, dying, resurrection, sitting at the right hand of the Father, through faith in Jesus Christ, his shed blood, that's where salvation comes from, not of the flesh, not of the law. The law just pointed out what we were doing wrong. Salvation comes through faith in Jesus. So, he even went so far as to say, there is no need for circumcision. So, Paul, Barnabas, along with some of the other apostles, headed back to Antioch of Syria to inform those that are in the church. When they got back, they proclaimed what the council in Jerusalem had said, and of course with great rejoicing, the Gentiles said, praise God, we don't have to be circumcised. In order to be saved, our faith is all it takes. So they went on and preached and taught there in Antioch for a while, and the word today where we're going to pick up is when Paul says to Barnabas, I think it's time for us to go back and visit all the places, all the cities, and the churches in which we preached on our first journey. Looking in chapter 15, verse 36 and following, and after some time, Paul and Barnabas let us now go back to visit our brethren in every city where we had preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with him John, called Mark, but Paul insisted that they should not take them. The one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them into the work. And then the contention grew, but came so sharp that they parted from one another. And Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren in the grace of God. And they went through Syria and Sethania and strengthened the churches. Father, I thank you and I praise your name.
that you're in control of all things. You're in control whenever the devil tries to upset, interfere, change people's minds and hearts. So this morning, Lord God, I ask you to speak loudly and clearly to our hearts. Draw us ever close to you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Two that had worked so diligently together, had preached the word together, came to a point of decision over a young man by the name of John Mark, actually Barnabas's cousin. And he says, I want him to go. And Paul says, no, he bailed out on us on the last trip. He wouldn't go with us. He wouldn't follow up on the work. And I don't want him to go. And they came to what I would say an agreement to disagree. No hard feelings, no upset. Barnabas just took John Mark, sailed off to Cyprus to preach the word. Paul selected Silas, and rather than getting on the ship and sailing off, they cut across country, crossed two mountain ranges, and went to a place called Troas. Could have been a major upset. Could have been a time that totally, completely disrupted what God was doing. But if you notice in verse 40, it says, But Paul and Silas, as they departed, being commanded by the brethren and the grace of God. In other words, they were encouraged. They were prayed for. They were standing behind them. The church did not let the dissension between Paul and, and Barnabas cause any problem in the church. And the reason it didn't is because there was no real problem between Paul and Barnabas. They agreed to disagree. I'm going to go do mine, you go do yours, and we're both going to do what God wants us to do. And that's what took place. And we find then, <clears throat> and as they went through Syria and Seleucia and strengthened the churches, they went back and they preached and they they encouraged, and they came to the point of saying, look, we want you to know God is working in not only in you, but in all the churches around. And it's important, folks. You know, Brother Thomas and Bill and myself and Brother Terry, we all went to the, the, the pastor's breakfast this past week. And uh, different, all the, well, I wouldn't say all the pastors, but some of the pastors of our association all came there and, talk, and visited, talked, encouraged, found out, prayed for, and so forth, one another. And this is what we find here. Paul saying, we want to encourage the churches. Folks, we need to encourage one another. We need to stand with one another. We need to lift up one another. We need to build up one another not tear one another down, not look at the faults that we all, listen, 
we all have them. Not to, not to focus on those faults, but focus on the positive. Strengthen, build up. And then they came, verse six, or chapter 16, verse 1. And then they came to Derby, to Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there, and his name was Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed but his father was a Greek, and he was well spoken of by the brethren who were in Lystria and Iconia. And Paul wanted to have him to go with him. And he took him and he circumcised him because of the Jews who were in the region, for they all knew that his father was Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decree to keep, which was determined by the apostles in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in the numbers. I want you to notice today, when they got to Derby. And Lystra, they met Timothy. Timothy's mother was a Jew. Timothy's father was a Gentile. Timothy had been saved. Timothy knew the Lord. Timothy walked in faith. But Paul says, in order for us not to have any trouble, in order for us to be accepted as I have you go with me, as we will be going into this Jewish synagogue, as we'll be working with the Jews all around, I think it's important that you be circumcised. Was the circumcision going to save him anymore? No. Was the circumcision in flesh going to make any difference with God? No. The only thing that the circumcision of the flesh was going to accomplish was to make it where he could minister without question, without explanation, with the Jews. You say, well, that doesn't seem right. That's not what needs to happen. Let me read to you from 1 Corinthians what Paul says about it. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win more. Did Timothy have to be circumcised? No. But Paul knew there would be questions. Paul knew there would be folks that would cause dissension. And because of the love of Christ that Paul wanted to exemplify to everybody, he says, I'm going to do what it takes so that others can be saved. I'm not going to sin. 
I'm not going to break the laws. I'm not going to be uh, a bad, bad person. But I am willing to do what it takes so that others can be saved as long as it's not a sin unto the Lord. Now then, when we talk about that, over in Galatians, <clears throat> chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3, verse 2 and 3, this only I want to learn from you. Do you receive the spirit of, of works of the law? Or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit. Are you now perfect by the flesh? If we start out acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Through the leadership of God the Holy Spirit. Paul says look now are you going to turn to the flesh? Going back to what they said at the Jerusalem Council, you do not have to be circumcised to be saved. He's just reiterating that. So it, in, it just fortifies what Paul says, we are to be all things unto all men so that more might be saved. And this is what they did as they went on their missionary journey, as they went on and worked with the Jews and the uh, Gentiles, We'll see as we continue on this missionary journey in the next few weeks that because of what Paul had done and what Timothy had done, there was many come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. How emphatic did Paul get in Galatians chapter 5? Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. He says this, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. Folks, it's not of we can do Physically, it's not what we can accomplish within ourselves. It's all about what we let God do through us to reach the world. Paul says, Timothy, I can just, I can just imagine in my own little mind <laughs> the conversation between Paul and Timothy. Paul says, okay, Timothy. We're going to go preach to those Jews. We're going to be in the synagogues. And you need to be circumcised. And I can just hear Timothy say, yeah, but you know what you just said in Jerusalem. They just said in Jerusalem that you don't need to be. And Paul says, we're all things to all men. So more.
can be saved. It's not always the way we want it. It's not always the way we even like it. But Paul says, listen, we're going to be going into a situation that we don't need to have the questions. We don't need to have the folks ask us why you are not circumcised. We need to be where we can preach the word of God and be accepted. And folks, that's where we need to be today. We need to be open to what people need and hear in the word of God. We need to express the love of Christ Jesus. I think that's what Paul is saying more than anything else. I'll be all things to all men. I'm going to love them like Jesus loved them. I'll go sit with the sinners. I'll eat with the sinners. I'll do whatever it takes so that they'll be saved. And this is what Paul was preparing Timothy for. Timothy knew the Lord. And we know as they preached and as they taught in verse 4, 5, I'm sorry. In, in verse, well, in verse 4, it says, And they went through the cities. They delivered to them the de decree to keep, which was determined by the apostles in Jerusalem. They told them, look, this is what was said in Jerusalem. You don't have to be circumcised. You just have to trust Jesus Christ with Lord, as Lord and Savior. It's not something physical. It's all spiritual. Turn to Jesus. And then, as the word was accepted, listen closely. So the churches were strengthened in the faith. Because of what God had used Paul Timothy, Silas, Barnabas, John Mark to share the gospel, to encourage the churches, to tell them the truth of the word. The churches were strengthened in faith and increased in number. I believe that that's what God would have every church do. Is grow in the faith, get stronger in the power of God, and yes, increase in number. Get larger. Not larger so we can say, hey, look how big we are or how many we have, but get larger so we have more folks going out there and sharing the truth of Jesus Christ. I pray that God will see fit to use Montanay Baptist Church. Folks, that's you. That's you. That's not this building. That's you. That God will see fit to use Montanay Baptist Church 
not only to strengthen this church, but to reach out and encourage other Christians and in doing so draw the lost to Christ through faith. Draw the lost to Christ so that they know him as Lord and Savior. It's not what we do. It's what God desires for us to share with a world that's lost and bound for a devil's hell. I would pray that we would be willing as God's church to open our arms and say, God, whatever you need, that's what we'll do. Whatever you need, God, that's what we'll do. Well, you see, that's what I think Timothy did. That's what you need. That's what I'll do. Even though I don't have to. That's what I'll do. So this morning, I encourage you. You personally, just get with God. And just say, Lord God, is my spirit where it ought to be? Is my attitude what it ought to be? I know I'm saved. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt I'm saved. That's not the issue. That wasn't the issue with Timothy. The issue was being where he could reach others for Christ. Am I where I can reach others for Jesus? And see them saved. This morning, I would give you an invitation. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, this has not been a message of salvation. But this morning, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ, you can do so. Not be anything physical. Not be anything fleshly. But ask him to come into your heart as Lord and Savior. Acknowledge the fact that you are lost. No, you may have never stolen anything or shot anybody, killed anybody or anything. But the word of God tells us that we all are sinners. All have come short of the glory of God. So let's accept the word of God for what it says and say, God, I know I'm a sinner and I've never asked you to come into my heart and forgive me and today I'm going to do that. I want you to come in my heart and be my Savior. God would have you be a part of Monte Baptist Church. Just come and join the church. Maybe you've never been baptized. You need to be baptized. Man, this would be a great day. Say, Lord, I just want to be obedient to you and be baptized.
But above all that, except for salvation, I pray that our hearts would be in one accord. Barnabas says, I want John Mark to go. Paul says, no way. I want John Mark to go. No way. Let's agree to disagree. You go preach there. Preach Jesus. I'll go preach over here. And I'll preach Jesus. And that way more people's going to hear about Jesus. And the churches were strengthened. And they grew. Are you willing today to let Jesus direct your lives to the point of saying, I can even agree to disagree, to share the word. Father, I thank you and I praise your name that you bless, that you strengthen, that you forgive. Thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you, Lord God, for how you've just laid it out. I thank you, Lord God, that through it all, the churches were strengthened. People were saved. The churches grew. And I would pray today, right here, This church would be strengthened through the word and the truth. And there would be those that would be added to it. Lord, we give you praise for it, Father. And it's in Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Would you stand with us? Brother, Brother Harold. You come on, just whatever God's laying on your heart. Come on right now. Marvelous Prayer altars are right here. You come to them. Loving Lord, grace that exceeds our just sin come on, oh Lord. and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured, there were the was filled grace grace God's grace grace that will pardon and cleanse with
try quickly. I ask, is there any made that haven't made? Yes, ma'am. Brother Harold, can we get our mic so Miss Cherry can make announcement to the ladies? Ladies, we will be having a luncheon on March the 25th at 11.30. We'll have dinner and a movie, and it will be a great time together. Uh, you'll have more information on the board tonight. My computer's been in the hospital, so, <laughs> so I have not been able to get that done until now, and it will be uh, there will be a sign-up sheet tonight. It will cost you $15. You'll have a great meal. You have great fellowship, you have good door prizes, and we'll have a fun time. So you plan to be a part of that, and I'll have the sign-up sheet out there this afternoon or this evening. Thank you. would encourage you to be sure and be, be, here, be here for the uh, uh, choir rehearsal this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Brother Harry? Yeah, remember to choir practice at 4 o'clock for the uh, Easter cantata. Also, day after tomorrow, the 7th, GBS going to meet over here at the uh, uh, Family Life Center for Covered Dish and a movie. And uh, so you're all welcome. Be sure to sign up, a uh, sign-up sheet and back. Yep. And uh, brother, brother Scott uh, Hobbs. Hobbs. <laughs> I think his last name. Brother Scott Hobbs, our uh, mis uh, association missionary, he's going to be speaking. So don't miss it. Any other announcements anywhere? want to remind you coming up uh, in the real new future will be our Annie, Storm, Annie Armstrong This is for the North American Mission Board uh, for their work in the United States. So be in prayer about this. We any of the rest of them. You pray and you do what God lays on your heart. We're certainly not going to fleece you. We're not going to beg you. We're just going to say, you get with God and what God says, and you do it. Okay? We look forward to it. Uh, uh, we want to say thank you to everyone that gave to the memorial offering for our mother, Mildred. Uh, those of you that did it in cash, we don't have a record of that, uh, so you're not going to get a thank you card, so accept this as a thank you, please. Uh, the ones that did it where we have addresses and all, we did send thank you cards, but just for your information, 3500 and plus dollars <laughs> uh, was sent to Ian Robin to be used in the Mexico missions. And, uh, other word anywhere. Well, Anthem, am I hearing you? <laughs> uh, oh, bless your heart. It's good to have you. Well, Anthem, Brother Larry, press out of here, would you, brother? Would you press?